This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. And welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark, and please give a warm welcome to my bestest buddy. It's the Frankie D. Warm welcomes only, please. Yes. Welcome uh, to check out this record. Uh, we're uh, available on your, your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, your Amazon Music, uh, and wherever you know podcasts uh, can be found. Hell, we're even on uh, the tube of you. That's right. New episodes are going to drip to the drop directly into your ears every Friday. And of course, you know, we're going to rip what you hold sacred for your listening pleasures. <laughs> uh, for the uninitiated, uh, welcome uh, here on Check Out This Record. Uh, Frank and I uh, find records for each other to go through track by track and tell you what we really think about them. But that's not all. Oh, no, 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 no. We also have a wide array of musical discussions like in our Spotlight series where we'll dig into a band's catalog like a couple of grave robbers and see what's worth a damn and what's just grandma's old fibia. There you go. Or in our verse series, we're going to pit two albums against each other, and they do get out from Toto Stereo Domination. That's right. Now, if social media is your Jimmy Jam, be ah. sure to check us out on the Instawam or the Fart Book, where we have <laughs> a group thingamajig we really don't use that much, so that no, the really. musical roasting of your sacred cows never has to end. Hey, it's, I mean, we're saying it's for you, but it's, I mean, whatever. I don't care. Uh, mark yourself safe from shitty music <laughs> and give us a like or a follow or whatever you do when you're not trying to explain which president is responsible for raising the price of gas. You little political commentator, you. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Don't forget to bop over to the world famous tube of the U and watch us make these silly faces as we put this together. Uh, who knows? Maybe some exclusive content coming. I've actually upped my chops a little bit on the mm. video side. So I'm Keep telling you, folks. Yeah, it's not going to be as uh, desperate as it seems. OK, it's, <laughs> it's not too bad. You don't want to miss it. Fire off to subscribe the like button all those things yeah all the buttons all the buttons do it that's right uh this week i'm hijacking frank's uh goldilocks series here of uh overrated underrated or uh just right we're talking about uh the band from the 90s that gave us all the creeps it's radiohead's 1993 uh debut release pablo honey Mm the hell does that mean frank most (laughs) of our listeners will be familiar with the band's breakout hit song creep on the album but otherwise this album doesn't seem to get much attention or appreciation was this your first introduction to the band and what was your reaction to it when it found your ears all those years ago yeah, so I remember being like freshman in high school and my sister had her CD collection and I noticed the bends being there mm-hmm. and, and I was aware of the song Creep for sure, but it wasn't on my radar as I found it in the midst of everything that was going on during that time frame, uh, which is, you know, 93. I found it too toned down in the midst of all this loud, you know, kind of grungy alternative music. Sure. Uh, I know it's repetitive, but it's just another band where I never really sat down fully with their catalog and gave it a firm listen. 
Yeah, samesies. So the members <laughs> of Radiohead met while attending uh, Abergon, Abergon School. Yeah, I don't know how you share that. A b i n g d o n, Abengon. I don't know, dude. I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, school and independent school for boys in the name of that town, Oxford. Uh, guitarist and singer Tom York and bassist Colin Greenward were in the same year. Mm. Guitarist Ed O'Brien and drummer Philip Selway uh, the year above, uh, and multi instrumentalist Johnny Greenwood, who'd go on to be the band's lead guitarist, uh, was two years below. Uh, they credited their music teacher for introducing them to jazz, film scores, post war avant garde music, and 20th century classical music. Oxfordshire and the Tem- Thames Valley, Thames Valley, fucking me, English people are going to hate the way I read, uh, had an active independent music scene in the late 1980s, but it's centered on uh, one of Frank's favorite things, shoegaze bands mm-hmm. such as Ride or Slow Drive, two bands I've never heard of in uh, particular. Um, but on the strength of an early demo for the band was originally called On a Friday, uh, which is... Uh, what I just said, what the band called themselves before EMI talked them into changing it to Radiohead uh, and were offered a record deal by Island Records, but they decided they were not ready to go. uh, uh, They'd rather go to university first than sign the record deal. So Radiohead was taken uh, from the song Radiohead on the Talking Heads album, True Stories from 1986. Mm -hmm. Frank, you a Talking Heads fan? Yeah, moderately. Okay, I, I just know that the dude wears a funny suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, York said the name, quote, sums up all the things about receiving stuff. It's about the way you take information in, the way you respond to the environment you're put in, end quote. Uh, that feels kind of like all the background I feel like doing. Uh, especially as we're just covering the first album, so we don't really have to do any of the albums leading up to this. Uh, you ready to honey your Pablo? <laughs> we'll do things to note real quick so i have sure. heard of ride but slow drive i'm not too familiar with okay uh, and uh, this is again radioheads ed o'brien not to be confused with local miami legends the eat ed o'brien just so everyone oh. knows that yeah so yeah. mark as far as am i ready to get your uh honey on pablo i was hoping for agave but i think this might work yeah yeah well uh track one you me. A big old early alt sound that uh, defined uh, definitely borders uh, the grunge genre in places. Tom York's vocals are distinct and easy to understand, although the yelling uh, feels a bit mm. out of tune with the rest of the song. I don't know if that's just me. Frank, big early 90s vibe here. Uh, does you mm-hmm. have your attention to keep the album spinning? it's a tough sentence there you go yeah uh not too different from what was going on though back in the 90s uh you know back then all these bands were playing this really droned out music so i could see for me personally where this would have gotten lost in the shuffle as far Mm. as the tune i like it sonically but you know the personal jury is still out on that vocal delivery as you said yeah well track two creep It's uh, still the band's biggest hit to this day, easily the most recognizable song in their catalog. It was Mm. uh, blacklisted from BBC One for being, quote, too depressing. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know if that's true, but I saw it uh, more than one place on the internet, so it must be right, Frank. Um, The kids would call this one awkward, right? (laughs) I could definitely see that. So, you know, we had Stunt of a Pilot's Creep, which was Mm -hmm. also released in a similar time frame. Hell in 94 does not rock, of course, related, but that band TLC had their song Creep come out. So Mm. lots of creeps in the early 90s, I guess, everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, what I like actually about this is how the band stated they don't feel this uh, a song is their own anymore. It's almost like a cover since it's taken the life of their own. In fact, there's been a few separate gaps in time where the band didn't perform it from 96 to 2001, didn't perform it from 2009 to 2016, didn't perform it. Um, you know, that's you know, what I has nothing to do with this song being depressing. It just personally, and maybe because it's been overplayed, it doesn't move my personal needle. Yeah, I can get that. I think that was, it was a song for me that that I kind of connected to as a weird kid when I was young, but I, I don't remember any of the rest of their stuff from that era. So it always just seemed like a, a one hit wonder situation that never really meant anything. Right. Me. Right. Any hoodle uh, track three. How do you uh, switching gears, uh, bringing in a big old electric guitar buildup uh, with keyboards. And we're really rocking away unexpected for sure. Frank, how do you ask the question? Um, how do you? It, it focuses on what would appear to be a terrible person, and yeah, asks, "How do you?" So I, I ask you, Frank. You know, <laughs> question. This is silly. This question <laughs> reminds me of the original Animaniacs, not the new one. Where he ah, yes. tells the nurse, "How do you do?" And then he goes that thing with your mouth. Um, <laughs> That's a classic line. Anyway, this song is nice, tight, short, and actually, I don't mind it. So, might be my favorite on the album. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, track four. Stop whispering. Oh, okay. Um, this one's got um an interesting sound to it. It opens with just some some strummed chords over uh, what sounds like thirty second notes being played rhythmically uh, out on a snare drum. Uh, the band uses uh those to rise and fall with the extra guitars added as accents. Well, York suggests we stop whispering and start shouting, which I really wish he, he wouldn't. Uh, and eventually <laughs> they rock out. Uh, maybe it's me, but when, when York's not singing like that really low whispery mumble thing, he really just struggles to carry those notes in a loud format. Uh, it's, it's just the yelling. That's it's not good. It's, it's hard to, to tell if it's, if it's more than that, um, Frank, yeah, are you shouting because this wasn't uh, this single? Excuse me, wasn't a hit. You know, I read this song being compared to the likes of the Stone Roses, Pixies, and Joy Division. I, I don't hear any of that at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, I hear early '90s emo. Uh, Jimmy World did a cover of this a few years back, and it seemed actually more fitting for a band like them than a band like Radiohead. Hmm. I think the band made the wrong arrangement for a song like this. And I think that's why it wasn't a hit. Mm. Track five. Thinking about you, Frank. Oh, thank you. Little acoustic creep fest for us, Frank. Uh, Clearly uh, an angry number about uh, a lover lost. Frank, is is this a sign of their angst at a young age or a total stalker vibe setting in Mm -hmm. early for a grown man? So, so 92, before the release of this record, there's an EP called Drill and a faster and more up-tempo version of the song is on there. Mm. And to me, it's significantly better than mm. this version. So 
again, I'm going to say what I just said for the previous track. I think sure. this suffered from from poor arrangement of the song. Yeah. Track six. Anyone can play guitar. Hmm. Another single that uh, surprisingly failed to chart. Uh, I'm certainly feeling this one more than than Stop Whispering. I, I like the heavy bass and tight drums to the open. Uh, leaning into early alt uh, sounds uh, works much better for them, I feel. Uh, the harmony is a little cliche, but it, it works better than some of what we've heard so far. Uh, and his voice gets a little gruff uh, talking about wanting to be like Jim Morrison, which kind of works for him. <laughs> Frank, you play guitar. Can anyone just play guitar? I firmly believe everyone can. It's just we play differently, and thus it becomes our own at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song I'm actually digging as well. And at this early point in their career, I feel this is what currently suits the band the best. Uh, I can't say that for the subsequent records, but for this Honey with a Splash of Pablo I think this is where they are best. Track seven, Ripcord. Actually, Frank, it turns out there is no Ripcord. I'm not sure why this wasn't uh, a single over Stop Whispering. Mm. Uh, I don't think it would have charted, but at least it's got some melody to it. Uh, Just a, a guess. I think this song is about how you're free until you try to be free on your own and then you're just uh, at free fall without, well, you know, a ripcord. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, Frank, what's up with uh, ripcord, my man? Um, I agree. I'm not sure why this wasn't a single. Uh, compared to Stop Whispering, I think the song has way more depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the verse melody. And even though the subject matter is, you know, about that dreaded adulthood, uh, I like that there's some hope that it brings. Absolutely. Speaking of hope, track eight, vegetable. Yeah. Vegetables make us hopeful. Uh, Really hearing a lot of late 80s kind of indie sounds here. Simple song structure of uh, loud and quiet parts with some some decent guitar work, if I don't mind saying so myself as a guy who doesn't know much about guitar work. Frank, can I interest you in some lovely vegetables? You know, greens are my favorite, Mark, because it's Mm -hmm. the color of, you guessed it. The Ibanez. Yep. See, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know what we're talking about. Your favorite. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Love uh, I almost, thank you, sir. I always hear some early Weezer on this tune. Uh, the highlight is the guitar work for sure. All right. Track nine, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Prove yourself. Oh. oh okay. Feeling like they swapped the lyrics off of Vegetable and kept the formula about 90% the same. Maybe on a different chord, uh, but it feels really repetitive at this point. Uh, how you holding up, Frank? I feel like I've heard the song before. Uh, I feel like this is one where maybe even the band would have liked to have reworked. Uh, as you said, the repetitive nature, um, it gets too much for like such a short period of time. Yeah. Uh, track 10. <laughs> it's how I feel. I can't. <laughs> you can't. Uh, another soft intro. Uh, then we get loud uh, and it mellows out. I can't is exactly <laughs> how I feel. I, I think you just can't. I just can't. Lyrically short of creep. This might be some of the best writing, mm-hmm. uh, the best written song, excuse me, on the album. But nothing is really kind of just keeping and holding my attention. Frank, I, I can't. How about you? <laughs> this has more of that early, again, 90s emo flair to it uh, mm-hmm. for me. I actually think the verses have a nice structure and the melody. 
are, is nice too, but it gets lost in the shuffle of a very generic chorus. Mm. Um, the song had potential. Nice. Track 11, I'm definitely going to say this wrong. Lurgy. Hmm. Uh, Frank, a Lurgy. A Lugie? Uh, <laughs> is it Lugie? No, no there's no, an okay. R in there. I don't I know. know. I know, I know. Um, is an illness or ailment? Hmm. Uh, that's the most interesting thing about this song, and I had to Google it to find that out. Frank? I mean, it's amazing how the old Google machine works, right? Sure is. Um, so I like the guitar work, and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> Track 12, Blowout. Blowout. Uh, a little funky jazz intro. Uh, I thought the girl from Impanima was on her <laughs> way uh, in at first, but it, it is not. Uh, I like the exploration of the sound. I wish they didn't just suddenly switch back to that yeah. early alt sound um, for a moment of, of rocking out. Uh, I wish they would have explored this this jazz thing a bit heavier uh, and much earlier on in the record. Once they do get there for this long ass outro, it's cool but it takes way too long to get there. Frank, where can Radiohead blow out this tune? So I really dig the jazzy intro. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have minded a, a middle eight that uh, have would get loud as they got loud. However, I do wish they would have kept that jazzy sound going and revisited it um, for a while longer. So like two and a half minutes, I think, is when they could have had the old curtain call on this song. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'd like to say it's a good thing they're uh, already had a six album deal when they put <laughs> this guy out, Frank. Uh, would you be so kind as to yeah. give us your final thoughts and tell our listeners is Radiohead's Pablo Honey overrated, underrated or uh, just a rat? So I'm going to say I feel it's just right. Now, from my research, it seems to have a consistent middle of the road review when it mm-hmm. came out. Uh, now, you know, how much weight does that carry? That's, of course, debatable, but it's a start. From the lists of best Radiohead albums, this seems to be on the lower tier, if not the actual lowest. So mm. based on that, I think it's fair. It's not a bad album, but definitely seems to lack the right arrangements on certain songs. Now, sometimes the band's debut records comes out, and, and they the band themselves come out swinging, and then the next scenarios that they need to find their way and i think that's what this is i really don't take creep into consideration because i have a natural tendency to stick my nose up at the singles and the hits uh and the band seems to be pretty real about it too so i actually give them credit for that um there are some high spots on this record for sure such as anyone can play guitar record and uh blow out um it's not an album i'll revisit uh, but I'll trust the true music fans that tell me they get better with the next records. I give this record a five out of 10. All right. Yep. So uh, Pablo honey, it's a record uh, and I don't totally hate it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's about 25% longer than it, it should have been uh, cut a few tracks and tighten the rest and, and get someone else to do the yelling parts for the love of God. Um <laughs> For the love of, of all things holy, stop stop letting Tom York scream, please. No. Um, if it continues in the later albums, I, I hope he 
reined it in because because I don't know. We, we'll probably get to them in a little bit because I do want to sure. see how they transition from this into Pablo Honey and, and if those uh, are this into the Benz and OK Computer, because those are the ones people freak the fuck out about. Totally. I think the, the first three songs work well together. There's a lot of complex ideas here. And on a tighter album, they would have been a great opening to show how many layers the album should have. I kind of like anyone can play guitar and ripcord, but vegetable through uh, Lurgy, whatever the fuck that song's called, uh, could all go. <laughs> uh, maybe pick one of those and give it its own flavor. Uh, and we're working with a full album. Blowout, I found really interesting, but in the jazz infusion, felt too little too late against mm-hmm. the rest of the album, which really felt like right. a lot of early yeah. alt wash and repeat. I, agree. Uh, I was a fan of Creep, uh, like I told you when I was a little 14-year-old Creep, uh, and I think the song holds up. Uh, I, I think I understand why Radiohead, uh, Radiohead's debut wasn't a huge hit. I think it actually rated just like you, Frank. I think yeah. they got it right. It's very middle of the road. Um, and the band, for me, still overrated. Right. But uh, all that said, uh, overall, I'm giving Pablo Honey. I'm a four and a half out of ten, Frank. There you go. I'd skip this album. Yeah. Frank, what kind of honey you got for me next week there, Pablo? It's that time, Mark. Mm. It's not actually that time. (laughs) I thought you know what I was saying when I meant it's that time, Mark. I I thought you were going to give me another Led Zeppelin album. Yeah, usually usually that's the uh, prelude to to the next Uh one, which would be Led Zeppelin 3, but we're not going to be covering Led Zeppelin Oh, thank the stars. Just yet. Yep. So... In my continuation to try to find these bands that we don't or aren't you know too familiar with um, from from that time period of the uh, 70s and 80s, I'm going to throw another band out for you. Mm-hmm. This time, uh, they're they're not from the west coast of the United States. They're actually from the east coast of the United States. Oh, from your home state of Massachusetts. Ew. Uh So this band we're going to talk about is the uh-huh. Modern Lovers. Oh, and the album we're going to cover is their debut studio album. Uh, which is self-titled The Modern Lovers. Oh. So I, I I assume you're unfamiliar with them? That is correct. Okay. So on Spotify, you'll notice, of course, a, a deluxe version that has about 17 tracks with some, you know, alternate versions of songs and, and things sure. of that nature. So we could go through the whole thing, but the original uh, album, I believe it just has nine uh, songs on there. But uh, we could, you know, it's nice and short, so we, we could look at all the other stuff. So. Okay. So we're going to be covering the Modern Lovers with their debut, the Modern Lovers. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i excited for that. And uh, hey, listen, thanks for checking us out. Like, subscribe, rate, review, be safe. Yeah. Hey, um, please, yeah. by all means, if you've got an album you would like for us to, to check out, uh, drop it wherever you found us. Uh, we do genuinely listen to these things with the idea that we will not hate them. Uh, and we'd love to hear what you guys think. And if you think we're wrong about Radiohead, please tell us what you think. And don't just be like, you guys are idiots. Tell us why this album right. is good. Right. Give us because insight. We, we'd love to hear your insight and your point of view. Absolutely. Uh, with that said, uh, thanks as always for making it this far. We, we love you for it. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to say it with me, meow. Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah, buddy. Mark's a creep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm a loser.